Entrepreneurs often have similar characteristics. Energy, passion, vision. But why do some soar to success while others struggle to climb? Less than 2% of women-owned businesses in North America ever achieve a million dollars a year in annual revenue. Why is that? And how do we dramatically increase that number? Welcome to Breakthrough with your host, Sarah Roach-Lewis. Sarah offers conversations with the ambitious women entrepreneurs in that 2% to help you break through. Now, here is Sarah Roach-Lewis. Well, hello, ambitious one. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Breakthrough. Perhaps you have a bold ambition or an emerging desire to hit the million dollar mark and beyond in your business. You may be well on your way or just starting out. Regardless, this is the show for you. I am so pleased to welcome my guest and dear friend, Carol O'Henley, co-owner of Exit Realty PEI, to the show today. Over four years, Carol and her husband, Steve Yostin, have grown their business from 16 to 30 agents. Welcome to Breakthrough, Carol. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited. Tell me a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey um, and what this path to um, running a realty space with 30 agents has looked like for you. Um, Okay, so I kind of stumbled onto the entrepreneurship thing. Uh, I had no intention of doing this. My husband was thinking of buying um, a brokerage. He's been a real estate agent for 19 years. And he had kind of hit his ceiling as an agent, so he kind of wa- he wanted to take it further, and he always really liked Exit Realty. So his idea was to buy the brokerage, and I was going to support him um, from the, the, the background, uh, in the background. So my plan, um, and when he was buying the business, I was on my journey taking my certificate in adult education. And so my plan was to teach at home college. Um, the way that I kind of fell into the business was I had one more credit to take for my certificate in adult education, and it was a program uh, offered at UPEI, and it was about management. Uh, I forget the name of the course, but it was all about you know how to make your business better and, and manage your business better. Um, so I really took it just because I needed the credit. I ended up loving the course and everything that they talked about in how to you know, make your workplace um, a, a good place to work and how to engage with your employees and all of that stuff. I, I ate it up and I was constantly, you know, texting Steve saying, this is a really good idea. And so I was writing things down like Steve should do this, Steve should do that. And so at one point during the course, I texted Steve and I'm like, are you going to have an office manager? And he <laughs> texted me back and he's like, I don't know. He said, did you want to be the office manager? I'm like, I think I do. So that was it. I'm like, I dove in. We, um, we were going to buy the business together, but I was going to be like a silent partner and I was going to be doing my own thing. So that completely changed. Um, and I decided that I would be an office manager, not knowing what an office manager even really was, except for what I was learning in this course. And um, so, yeah, so we both bought the business we didn't know anything about running a business, um, but we loved real estate. We loved the industry. We knew that we wanted our company to be different than what we had experienced already in the industry. Um, not that what we experienced was bad, but we knew that we could make it better. And we wanted to kind of raise the bar a little bit as far as real estate went. So off we went. 
Well, and obviously you've done that, uh, you know, to double the number of agents that you've got in your brokerage in, in really just four years. Tell me what are some of those things that you did in order to run this business, business differently than what you had experienced? I think the main thing that Steve and I do differently is that we really invest in our agents. So any decision that we make with, within the business is based on what would be best for our agents. Um, we offer a lot of education, so we really invest in them that way. We're very accessible, uh, the both of us. Agents can reach us at any time for questions or concerns that they may have. We try to be really supportive of our agents, really encouraging to our agents. Um, and I think that that makes a huge difference. I think that people feel that. A lot of times when people, especially new agents, come into the industry and they go to a brokerage, uh, they're kind of left to sink or swim. Um, and a lot of, I mean, in, in all fairness, brokers don't have the time to, to, to put into their agents. And I feel like having an office manager really makes a difference where, you know, I can focus on things that Steve may not have time to focus on. Um, so I think that that makes a huge difference in our agents. I think they really feel supported um, within our brokerage. And I think that that's showing up. Now, Exit as a company in itself, uh, they focus on their agents. They don't, like, we just came back from convention. Uh, it was a week long in Nashville. And all of the guest speakers and all of the, the people that presented focused on building people from the inside. And we think that we, we follow that as well because we think that if you really build yourself up, that you'll be a better salesperson and you'll be, you'll be able to serve people better if you're better as a person. Mm. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've seen as you've grown this business over these years is this ability for you to marry those things that you love. So you love real estate and you love working with your husband and you also love this idea around adult education and building people up. So tell me a little bit about, you know, now that you've been an office manager, <laughs> what do you do <laughs> and, and how does that support the agents? So it, it, it kind of changed like along the way, I, I sort of, uh, I spent a, a, about two years trying to figure out what it is that I should be doing and what it is that, especially for, for Steve and I, like what lane should we each be in? Do you know what I mean? So that was kind of the first two years we kind of figured that out. Um, and then, so I graduated in May with my master's in business. And so that was very helpful to go to that and to find out about HR and to find out all of those things and then come back and apply it to my business. So as an office manager, I, uh, I manage the staff. We have three full-time staff, one part-time staff. Um, I also really uh, manage our education component of our business. So I will either do the training myself or I will pull someone in from the outside to do training for the agents. Um, I'm, and I'm really trying to focus going forward. If we offer education, I want to offer it to all of the agents in the industry, not just exit agents. Um, because I think that that's important as well, because if other agents and other companies know how to do things the right way. And I'm, I mean, I'm not, you know, dissing any other companies because people don't know what they don't know. Um, but I, I would like for us to be known as 
an education place. And, and like I said, not just for a, exit agents. I would like to educate as many people as we possibly can because I think as an industry, the more that everyone knows, the better deals will go, um, the more camaraderie we can have within the industry, which is something that I really, I hope to work on. Um, more because it can be a really cutthroat industry. So I'd like more camaraderie in that aspect. Um, I also plan events in the office. Um, I do, I plan all of our community work. Um, I get in, in, input from the agents, you know, what do we want to do? And then kind of put that out there. Um, I, I support the agents if they want one-on-one where we set their goals. I offer that. Um, I'm just kind of basically here to, um, support in any way that I can. Uh, I also come up with a lot of our social media ideas and pitch them to our social media guy and he kind of takes them and runs with those. So I do a little bit of everything, uh, which I love because every day is different. It's not, you know, the same old, same old. Every day I come to the office, it's completely different. So I love that. That's so great. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking about in preparation for having this conversation, Carol, we've known each other for a long time, and you have always been incredibly innovative. I think back to, I don't know, 100 years ago, um, the very, I heard you being interviewed on the radio one time about creating an ebook, and that was the first ebook. I had never heard of an ebook before, so I don't know how long ago that was. Um, you know, certainly you and Steve were using video to promote, um, you know, to, to showcase houses. I don't know, maybe what, 2011 and 12, you started doing that, like long before people were doing those sorts of things. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, how do, where does that innovation come from for you? Um, it comes in a lot of different ways. Sometimes I just will come up with something like totally out of the blue. Uh, and, and I love the fact that in this role, I can just come up with an idea and think like it could be driving to work that I that I think of that. It could be from reading a book. I'll get an idea from a book and I'll initiate it here. Um, for instance, like the healthy bowl that we have here. That was something that I read in a book where you have to, because I wanted to start eating healthy, where you have to make your environment, you know, fit your goal. And so we always had Tim Hortons donuts like on the front desk and I would eat them if they were there. So I was trying to replace that with something healthy. And then, so we did, and then I was thinking, well, I wonder how we can incorporate, you know, getting other people involved in that. And so I decided to put it out to, you know, um, mortgage brokers or insurance brokers or whoever we were involved with in some way and ask them if they wanted to sponsor the bowl. So now we have twice a, twice a month um, for the week, we have a sponsor for the Healthy Bowl. So they just give me gift cards for a grocery store. I shop for the whole week. Um, and that was something that I thought about driving to work one morning. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that would work. So I came and I typed up the letter to them and I sent it off. So it just, it kind of comes from everywhere. It also comes from observing uh, people in other centers. Like when we go to convention, you know, we have conversations with people and they will share what, they, what they're doing in their centers, uh, which nobody's doing here. So it's, that's a great way as well as networking with other people or, um, even following people on social media and seeing what they're doing, getting their ideas and, and implementing them. Um, but a lot of the time, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. The ideas just kind of come to me. And I'm always, I, I know that in business, 
you can't rest on your laurels. Like you have to always be doing something fresh, something new, something interesting to um, people's attention span. Or it's very short these days. So I kind of go with that as well. Like I just, um, I want to engage people and I want to know what something that interests me might interest some, someone else. So that's kind of where that comes from. So I don't mm. know. Just Well, I really like that the idea that you want to become more healthy and eat better. So you are bringing that to the workplace. And so how has that, how has that um, been received a transition from Tim Hortons donuts to healthy food? Well, you know what? It's been, it's been really popular because not only was I trying to get on the healthy kick, but there's been tons of people in our office, like our agents, one of our agents has lost I don't eat like a ton of weight because he's been going to the gym all the time and eating healthy. And so has like, there's been several people in the office on the same kind of path. So uh, there's one, one agent in our office who's a little bit of a, um, he's a little bit of an imp and he's constantly putting like chocolate in the healthy bowl or, or stuff like that. So he's very happy this week because I promised him that Halloween week we would have like treats. So we have the healthy bowl and we have the Halloween treats. And I won't even say which one is getting more attention because. (laughs) (laughs) So what else is on the horizon for you then when you're thinking about these sorts of things around are there particular areas of that, that you really want to be focusing on in terms of being fresh and new and innovative? Um, well, we have a new website that's, that's launching um, before Christmas. And so that's going to be different than any website that you see, especially in the real estate industry. Um, that's kind of Steve's, Steve's baby, but we've been, like we have somebody working on it, but he's kind of in control of that. Um, but that's going to be innovative and different for sure. Um, we're always thinking of different um, social media campaigns that we can do. So we had the Wisdom Wednesdays where the agents were, were answering common questions that people asked. Um, we had between appointments where we showcase the agents what they do when they're actually not working. Um, and then we had the PEI Guide to Summer where we kind of, you know, showed some, some businesses in the summer where you might want to... Um, to go. So we're trying to think of what we can do over the winter months in that capacity. And my main goal is to try and get the agents in front of the camera. Um, a lot of them are, are shy to do that, but we're trying to get their face out there so that people can see their personality and um, become familiar with them so that when they do approach them to buy or sell a house, that they kind of feel like they already know them. Um, so that's my intent always behind any campaign that we do is how can we get the agents in front of the camera so that people can see, um, and, and listen to them and, and their experience. So who knows what I'll think of, you know, tomorrow morning in the shower. (laughs) I I just, I don't know, (laughs) but it'll be something. Yeah. It really speaks to that, uh, that saying that business moves at the speed of relationships. And I see that in particular with, with all of the things that you do. There's so much about uh, that, those relationships. So where do you, why is that so important to you? Um, well, I think that every, like you can't really... You can't really do anything without first having a relationship with someone. And I felt the same way when I was buying and selling real estate. Um, Back in the day, I 
I think it was 2005, 2006. Um, and I knew how important it was to have a relationship with my clients and even with other agents. I mean, it's so much easier to do a deal with an agent that you, you have a relationship with rather than somebody that you've never met or maybe somebody that, you know, um, that you don't have that relationship with. And I think it's important for people who are in our company to have a relationship with us because that gives them the comfort level. Like I want people to want to come to work. I want people to want to come to the office. I want people to want to come over to my office and have a chat with me and tell me how things are going. And I think if that was missing, then work would just be a drudgery. Do you know what I mean? Like a relationship, when you have relationships with the people at work, you can have a laugh or you can share a story or, you know, if you're having a bad day, you can maybe help them pick you up. So I think relationships are really the basis of everything. And I think that a lot of our agents who have repeat business, it's because they have formed a relationship with their clients and their clients wouldn't even dream of going to anyone else because they had that relationship. So I think it's incredibly important in any business to start with a relationship. And so how do you translate that to your, to your agents? Is that part of what you do in, the, in, in some of the training? Um, we actually have, like, sometimes we have outside people um, via, you know, videos or, or via whatever come in. So we have um, Brian Buffini is a great training source that we do have. So we normally run that about once a year. So we had one, uh, a training earlier this year. I believe it's either eight or 12 weeks. I can't remember right now. Um, but he focuses all on relationship. And, he, and it's, it's geared strictly to real estate. Um, so we offer that training to the agents. I think we also lead by example, both Steve and myself, where we form relationships with people in the community. We form relationships with agents in the company. Um, and even with other brokerages, uh, we, I think we're both Steve and I are very, um, like we're competitive, but not in a cutthroat way. Do you know what I mean? We can still, um, you know, have lovely conversations with people in other brokerages, even the brokers themselves. Um, so I think that, that, that our agents watch that and hopefully, you know, take our lead on, on the way that we go with that. And so how important is that competition or that sense of competition in the, how, how well you've built your business over the last few years? Um, to be honest, it, it was important to me um, some time ago, but, and I used to really keep a close eye on what our competitors were doing. Um, but then I realized that we're doing something completely different than our competitors. And I like what we're doing better than what everyone else is doing. So I really don't, I, I don't watch them anymore. Um, and I don't really care what they're doing. And it used to be really important to me, um, where we stood in the standings. Like, you know, were we the number one company? Um, but in my mind, that really doesn't matter anymore because I love what we're doing and I love the reputation that we're building and I love the camaraderie that we're building within our company. So competition is really, I, I feel now that we're competing with like where we were last year. Do you know what I mean? Rather than Absolutely. another company. I just want to be better than we were last year. 
And on that note, I'm going to get us to go to break and we'll continue that on the, on the flip side. Okay. Thanks. Are you ready to grow your business to the next level? Check out SRL Solutions for more information on training, coaching, and lots of resources for building your business sustainably and profitably. As a partner who helps you strategize and plan, Sarah Roach-Lewis helps you turn your vision into reality. She helps you identify the right area of focus at the right time. Visit srl.solutions to find out more and for a free consultation. That's srl.solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough with Sarah Roach-Lewis. To reach Sarah or her guest on today's program, please send an email to sarah at srl.solutions. Again, that's sarah at srl.solutions. Now, back to this week's episode of Breakthrough. Welcome back to Breakthrough. I'm here with Carol O'Henley of Exit Realty here on Prince Edward Island. And before the break, Carol was just talking about the transition that uh, she's made from competing with her competitors and being really aware of what they're doing to now um, competing with where they were last year in the business. So Carol, on that note, where do you want, you know, we're sort of getting to the end of the year. What are your big dreams and bold visions for, um, for exit? Um, well, like I said before, I would really like for us to be known as educators Mm. and, in all forms. So, and I, I guess that's important to me because I, I am an educator and that's, you know, that, that's where my passion is. So I would love for people to look towards exit and, and not even just agents. I want to become, and this is kind of my goal for, for next year is to also educate the public more like to have more people come to us and teach them about, it doesn't even have to be about real estate. Uh, We have a great big, huge training room in our facility right now that I want to use more. So that could be um, maybe people, you know, teach people about financial planning or uh, we're actually having a self-defense course in in November um, for, for all females who work you know, in situations that may, may be vulnerable situations. So just stuff like that. That's kind of my goal. I mean, obviously, we want to be a profitable company. Um, but I think that we, we are, and I would like for us to grow as well. Um, you know, it would be great to, to fill this place with agents. But it's not really, like, I, we have a really great number of agents right now. So to help them grow would be awesome as well. Um, I would just, I would like for, I would like for everyone in our company to feel like they were successful and be, and reach their goals and that I'd be happy if that was to happen. Yeah. Perfect. That is wonderful. So tell me about a time where, you know, if you think about this evolution that you've had, tell me about a time when you've had to level up when you've had to just go, okay, we need to do this now, and I don't know how to do that, but we're doing it anyway. 
So um, I forget how, it may have been a year after we, after we bought the business where um, I had to step into the accounting role and dear God, that is my least favorite thing to do. <laughs> um, I can't even express how much I hate doing that, but I had to do it. There was no other, I just, I had to learn how to do it. And so I did, I did, I did it for three months. Um, and then while we were actually looking for somebody to fill that role, I took a course at Holland College in accounting. It was a night course and it was, oh, I think, I don't, maybe three months, something like that. Uh, anyway, I ended up getting 100% in the course. <laughs> Um, and my teacher even said, he's like, I don't know why you're looking for someone else to do this. He's like, you clearly can do it. And I said, but I hate it. I may have got a hundred percent, but I hated every second of doing this. So I really needed to jump in and figure out how to do that as much as I hated doing it. And so now, um, I can, you know, go into our accounting and I know what everything means and I know how to read the financial statements and, you know, all of that stuff. So that came in really helpful when we were building the building because I had to, you know, handle all of the financial part as well. Um, so I, I was really proud of myself for taking that on and for learning it and for learning it well but it was definitely challenging because it's not my wheelhouse for sure. And what a great lesson and what a great inspiration to recognize that just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you have to do it if you don't enjoy it. Exactly. Going back to that, what you had talked about earlier about wanting to create a space and an environment where people are happy to come to work. Carol's not going to be very happy coming to work if she has to do the I had like chest pains <laughs> some of the days that I was doing the accounting because it's like, this is a lot of money that I'm responsible for. Like, you know, and, and thank goodness we, we now have, you know, very capable, competent, reliable people to do that part. And I only have to peek in on it every now and again, because I, I certainly haven't let go of it because that wouldn't be a smart thing to do as a business owner. Um, but yeah, no, I, I couldn't have continued on with, with that for sure. Tell me about a time, Carol, that you experienced failure. What did you do? And then how did it show up as a win later on? Um, so the, the four years since we've owned the business, it's definitely had some bumps along the way, um, for sure. And, and I think that more important of what we've accomplished, you know, financially, I think the people that we've become along the way has been more of a success, if that makes any sense. Like the person that I've grown my, grown into. But I think that one thing, one instance that I can think of that um, was a failure was, it was a HR issue. And it was something that I, I don't think that I dealt with in a really proper way. Um, and it's still, you know, when I think about it, it still really bothers me how I, let my emotions get the best of me. And I really, I did not deal with the situation well at all. Um, and I think that because of that, I really tried to um, 
ensure that it never happened again for one thing and that I really, I, I don't know how to explain this. I really try to um, not become so reactive or, you know, not let people press my buttons in, in such a manner. Uh, and I think, you know, all of the courses that I took, um, I took a new management course at UPEI and a lot of, a lot of those classes really, really helped me um, feel better about the situation and hopefully realize that it, it wouldn't ever happen again. So, yeah. And, and you circle back to education in terms of being that educator, being um, the student, being the employer who wants to be seen for education. Do you have a sense of where that deep love for education comes from with you? Well, my experience from school, like starting from grade one um, until I graduated, was a really good experience. And I think maybe the foundation of that um, was helpful. Um, I always loved school, always. Like, I never minded going to school. Um, and I, I just think that that carried on in my life. And I'm, I have a thirst for knowledge. I, I really, really do. Um, I want to always be learning. Like, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I feel stagnant or if I feel like, you know, I'm not learning something new, I get really restless. Um, and I, I don't know... Like my, my, my dad was, was really good at school. Um, my mom was just always really encouraging, you know what I mean? Like with our, with our school. So that may have been part of it as well. Um, I know that my two older sisters, they taught me to read before I started school. So, I mean, even at that age, uh, you know, and I remember Gerald, my younger brother, I used to drag him onto the couch when he was little and sit and read to him. So I just, I feel like it was just, it's just in me. Um, and I, my, both my boys are the exact same way. So I, and I think that, you know, they see me going to school and learning all the time. And I, I, I'm hoping that I pass that on to them as well. Well, and certainly you're passing it along to all of your agents mm -hmm. and, and now a plan to pass that along to, you know, people in your community. Yeah. Carol, you are such an amazing supporter in your community and, and, and supporting other women as well. Can you tell me about, um, you know, what that looks like for you in terms of, of, just in a very practical way, how you support your community and in particular the women in your community? Um, well, I, for years I've been, I kind of see myself as a convener. Like I like to bring people together in whatever, you know, whatever fashion. Um, so over the years, you know, I used to do the tweet ups, which would bring not just women together, but everyone together. Um, I, I had the Tweet Hearts where we had a group of, I think there were 10 of us who uh, we all met on Twitter and we came together. Um, I used to have ladies lunches where I would just kind of bring all my, all my lady people together. Most of the time, none of them knew each other. So I, they would then 
meet new people all the time. And I, I just think that it's really, really important to support other people, especially women. Um, and I just enjoy doing that. I love learning about people's businesses. I love, you know, um, connecting people. Like if somebody needs somebody that's good at this, I will say, Oh, this person you should, you guys should connect. Um, and I, I just, I love that about other women as well. And there's so many wonderful women in the community. Um, so, and I try to do that within the office as well. Um, we have ladies lunches semi-regularly whenever I can get around to pulling it together. Um, but even that, like bringing our own ladies together and, and having them get to know each other. Or um, I'm sending my two, uh, my two lady staff to um, one of Winding Paths, uh, things that I actually took myself, loved it. So I'm like, you guys need to experience this as well. Um, I just, I just want to do as much as I can for other women and lift them up as well. Because um, I feel like in my life, I was never really, like I know people uh, have stories about other women who've brought them down or I've always been lucky that way where the women that I have known have been supportive and encouraging. And I think that I just want to do the same. So I, I do try my best all the time to do that. So tell me about, um, have you experienced that mentorship as well and that support? What does that look like and how has that been helpful to you as you've built your career? Uh, well, when we first bought the business, I actually did go through the mentoring program with the PEI Business Women's Association. And I did have a mentor. Uh, and that was so helpful, especially like in the beginning stages of our company, just somebody that I could go and talk to and bounce ideas off of or just say like, oh, gosh, um, I'm, you know, struggling with this or, or whatever. Um, that was incredibly helpful. And I don't, I don't know what I would have done without it, to be honest, in the, in the very beginning. Um, and it's just, I really enjoy having women in my life that I can say, you know what, I have an idea. Can we do something with this? Or do you want to get together just to, um, just to talk and just to, do you know what I mean? Um, and then I've, I've professionally had, uh, well, I had you as a coach. That was, that was really helpful as well. When I was starting to, um, we were talking about building the building. Mm -hmm. So it just seems like people have appeared in my life when I need them. And it's been um, really helpful and has helped me grow. So I just want to kind of give back to, to other women when, whenever I can. Amazing. On that note, I am going to um, lead us out to break and okay. uh, you can listen to some commercials and we will be right back with Carol O'Henley of Exit Realty. Are you ready to grow your business to the next level? Check out SRL Solutions for more information on training, coaching, and lots of resources for building your business sustainably and profitably. 
as a partner who helps you strategize and plan. Sarah Roach Lewis helps you turn your vision into reality. She helps you identify the right area of focus at the right time. Visit srl.solutions to find out more and for a free consultation. That's srl.solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough with Sarah Roach Lewis. To reach Sarah or her guest on today's program, please send an email to Sarah at srl.solutions. Again, that's Sarah at srl.solutions. Now, back to this week's episode of Breakthrough. Welcome back to Breakthrough. My name is Sarah Roach Lewis, and I'm here with Carol O'Henley. Carol and her husband Steve own Exit Realty here on Prince Edward Island. And um, we were just having a great conversation about some of the mentors um, that Carol has had in her life. And um, Carol, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about um, about what you do for fun. You've got this busy life uh, at work. How do you how do you build in the fun, and and what do you you do for enjoyment? So, I'm not really a spontaneous person. So, if I'm going to have fun, I need to plan to have fun. <laughs> like if somebody called me you know, at five o'clock and said, oh, I'm going to this at six. Do you want to come? That like throws me off. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. So I actually have to plan ahead. I plan events. For example, um, this coming Saturday, I'm I'm going to the Women in Wellness um, event. And I have four four other ladies coming with me. So I had to plan for that. I had to, you know, contact the ladies and see if they wanted to come. Same thing I'm doing the Women's Network um, fundraiser on the 13th. I had to plan for that. Um, So I like to go to events and I like to do friends, uh, take friends with me. Uh, Exit is sponsoring the Red Nose Talent Show this year. So that's for the Canadian Mental Health Association. And so I will attend that. Um, My family... We like to go to musical events. So Taylor, my son, and I are going to Matt Anderson in December again, like I planned for that months ago. Um, I like to, my boys and I and, and Steve, the four of us, we liked, we're going bowling this weekend. Um, in the summertime, we love the escape room in Cavendish. We do all of them, uh, the boys and I. Steve came to, to one. Um, and other than that, I just like to be home, like in my pajamas. Uh, the boys and I are planning to watch Survivor tonight. We, we record it and then we watch it. So we're a little bit behind. Just hanging out with friends or my family. Um, I love, I, traveling is, you know, it's okay. It's, it's not something that I aspire to do. We go to convention every year and that's travel. And then we normally have one trip with the boys uh, through the year, which this year may actually be um, a weekend in Boston in August to go to the wrestling um, summer slam. <laughs> I hate wrestling, but I have a really good friend in Boston who I have been promising to come visit. So um, I will go and I will probably cheer and, you know, have fun at the wrestling. Three days of wrestling is what it entails. 
So That's a lot of wrestling. That is a lot of wrestling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know how fun that will be, but it will be fun for my boys. And so it will be fun for me. So yeah, I do a lot of different things. I love to read, um, like to walk the dog, you know. And you really, uh, you know, we often talk about work-life blend and harmony and all of these sorts of things. But what I know about you is you actually like to keep your work and your life pretty separate, hey? I do, Sarah. That's true. When, when I go home, I'm home. Um, I might answer the email or if an agent calls me, you know, I will answer. But I pr- I'm pretty good at turning it off Uh when I, when I need to. Yeah. And, and why, why do you do that? You know, cause it's, it, it's actually more uncommon than common the way that you work these days. So uh, why does that work for you? Well, you know what, if I didn't have kids, then I don't know, I would probably work 24 um, seven. And, and mentally too, like for my mental health, I, I recognized that I need, I need a barrier. I need a boundary and I think over the years, like when I was selling, I don't know that I was very good at doing that. Mm. Um, but I became good because I remember when I was selling, I put a, a message on my phone at nine saying I'm not, no longer available. So I guess I did learn back then um, that it was important. But I just, I feel like I need that time to recharge and I need some time to myself because if I don't get it, I'm just going to resent everyone. And I'm not going to be pleasant to be around. So it's for their own good that they don't bug me in the evening. (laughs) So, Carol, you've talked a lot about, you know, what some of those strengths are that you bring to your business, that focus on education and being so collaborative and wanting to build really good relationships in your community. What are some of those areas where you feel that you still need to be growing or building your strengths as a business owner? Um, I'm, I still feel like, like there's times where I might, like I think it's good to wear your heart on your sleeve for sure in some instances and then there's not. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that um, I need to work more on that where if, you know, if somebody does something that, that really annoys me, I maybe need to rein it in a little bit before I go approach them rather than um, become snappy or, you know, stuff like that. So I, most of the work that I need to do is, you know, on me and how I react to things, um, which I, I feel like I have come a long way, but I, there's definitely more to do. There's always more to do. Oh, always. Yeah. yeah, always. What are some of the things that you do do for that kind of self-care or, you know, that managing those sorts of things when you're in that situation of like, I'm going to explode, but I know that I shouldn't. Well, I try to wait now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas before, if I was angry or upset, I needed to deal with it right then and get it for myself. And it was very selfish to get it off my chest where I've learned that it's better to step back. Don't reply to that email right away in a snappy tone. Uh, Leave it and, you know, maybe do some, you know, what I might do for for self-care, meditation or emotional EFT, the the tapping. Um, 
and just kind of get myself together before I deal with that particular situation. Um, so I have definitely learned that because in the past I would just immediately react and that's never good. Amazing the difference when we learn the difference between reacting and responding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very different. So when you, um, you know, you just sort of landed on a couple of those things. Tell me about, are there particular routines? I mean, we talk about routines all the time and, and you know, this idea of, the, of like having sort of that winning morning routine. Is there a particular routine that you have in your life um, that you really enjoy and miss when it's not there? There is actually, and so exercise is for sure one. Um, I started exercising back in June, and so I get up at five, quarter after five every morning and exercise. Um, I used to exercise for 45 minutes, but now I might exercise for half an hour, and then I might um, do a tapping. It's if emotional freedom technique, so I might do a tapping and kind of set the tone for the day, or I might do a meditation. Um, but I have at least an hour to myself every single morning. And that sets the tone for the day. And if I don't do that, I do feel um, a little bit off for the day. Um, but it's been really, really helpful in getting me more centered, and especially around my emotions. Um, so I feel like when I do those things, and again, I, when I get an hour to myself, I'm maybe not so resentful of people taking my time during the day. And that could be, you know, my kids, that could be my husband, it could be my agents, my staff. Um, if I get that one hour, I feel like it really, really makes a difference. It, it's so amazing, isn't it, that we... I've also started doing something similar in the morning, just in terms of, I used to get up at five and start working immediately. Right. And now I get up early, not quite that early, but I do get up and I spend some time with myself, for myself. And it's remarkable what a difference that makes for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Tell me, um, give me the Coles notes on what EFT is or the emotional freedom technique. Um, so it's a technique basically that, and um, I'm not good at like the technical, you know, stuff sure. about it. Tell but, me how it makes you feel. So, Basically, what, what it does is it's going to bring up what it, what it teaches you to do is rather than repress feelings that you may have, that could, it could be anger, it could be fear, it could be jealousy, it could be insecurity. Instead of repressing them, which is what we normally do, it gets you to bring them up and kind of go through them and work through them. And then once you've done that, to kind of replace it with positive affirmations. And while you're doing that, you tap different parts of your um, body, like your Mm -hmm. forehead, the sides of your eyes, under your eyes, under your nose, under your mouth, uh, your collarbone. And that is supposed to help um, kind of... um, it helps put the the affirmations like into your body because those are certain parts of your body that I forget why they're important to tap. But, sure. um, 
but it's a process. And so uh, Michelle Burns actually is who introduced me to it. Um, she's a lovely lady. I, she's just a lovely lady. Um, and so then I got a tapping app on my phone. And so it brings you through the tapping. Like it's like a guided meditation, yep, sure. it's a guided tapping. Um, and it's all, you can do it about anything. So it just, I don't know, it centers me in, in some way. And I have noticed a huge difference in my emotions since I've started using that. So. It's amazing how um, the older we get, the things that just seem so stupid and ridiculous are like, yeah, I am totally down with that. Now. I know. Well, it's it works. Because I was introduced to it 15 years ago, and I thought, that is crazy. <laughs> totally crazy. I'm not doing that. And then this time around, I'm like, well, what the heck? <laughs> May as well try it. And it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to um, put some information on, on my website, on the show notes for this show um, okay. about EFT and, uh, and link to some of that because I do think it is incredibly helpful for, for people to hear what are some of the things that we're doing in order to manage these, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we all live in relatively high stress situations. And so what are we doing in order to, to make life lovely and enjoyable as compared to super stressful? So tell me, Carol, um, uh, what advice do you have for women who are, you know, who are ambitious and want to grow their business and want to um, experience some of the success that you and Steve are experiencing, what advice do you have? So one of the things that I would tell women um, if they're about to embark on something new or if they want to, you know, go to the next level or whatever, don't wait until you know everything about what you're going to do. Because we knew nothing about starting a business. I knew nothing about being an office manager. Had I waited until I learned everything, um, it may not have happened. So I, I just feel like if you feel in your gut like it's the right thing to do, then take the leap and figure it out as you go along. You'll probably make mistakes, um, but you learn from your mistakes. And I think that a lot of people really hold back these days because they want to be perfect when they take that leap. And I don't think that it's necessary. I think if you have the drive and if you have the passion, you're going to figure it out. Oh, such great advice. I talk all the time to my clients about imperfect action. And we just, you know, as a business strategist, I had this conversation with a friend one day about like, what's more important, strategy or action? I'm like, uh, action, actually. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> we just learn so much more when we, we go and do things and it's never going to be perfect. Exactly. Great advice. Carol, I, I do want to say thank you as we start to wrap up the show. And I want to, um, I want to leave people with the ability to, to learn more about you. I'll, I'll put it in our show notes. But sure. if people want to learn more about you and your business, where can they find you on the interwebs? Um, if they look, I'm PEI Houses on Twitter. Um, I think I'm Carol O'Hanley on Instagram and same with Facebook, or they can go to Exit Realty PEI, our page on Facebook, and um, see some of the stuff that we're doing there. 
And you guys are doing really cool stuff. I loved um, watching the videos that you created for each little community throughout PEI. And, and again, I think that's one of those really wonderful ways that you are promoting the community, building your business. Absolutely. You're building brand recognition for your business and also doing that in a way that promotes community. Um, those of us who live in these little tiny towns are able to look at it and go, oh, look, there's our neighbor. It was, it was really great. Um, so thank you for that. And, and also, before we wrap up, just tell me, what are the books that you're reading? Um, you are an avid reader. Um, well, Atomic Habits, I've, I have recommended that book to so many people. Um, it's, it, it's really impacted my life. So Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, I just finished reading Start With Your People by Brian Dixon. So uh, I love that. He has some great ideas about just um, how to interact with your, you know, the people that you work with. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, any of John Gordon's books, he's all about positive, positivity. He, he writes some really good little short ones. Um, okay. So that's definitely in our library. Wonderful. And one more, On Fire, John O'Leary. Oh, what's On Fire? Uh, you haven't read On Fire? No. Go get it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, by, it's by John O'Leary. It will change. It will make you cry for sure. Love it. Get it. Read it. Okay. I will order that as soon as we're done. I am ordering that book and saying it. Um, wonderful. Carol, I do want to say thank you. Um, we've known each other for a long time, and um, I'm so I'm pleased to see the growth that you guys have had in your company. And I think, you know, so much of it is because you're just so amazingly authentic and Carol. And that's what you before I leave today, I also um, became aware a couple of days ago that, you know, I've been doing this show for a while now. I'm having such an amazing time doing it. It's so much fun. Um, and I have not thanked one person who's helped me out with it. <laughs> I have not done this all by myself. Um, so I do want to say, um, you know, thank you so much to the team at Voice America um, to be able to have folks who just are really good at what they do and I really I've created this show in a way that I record it um, I immediately and kind of obsessively um, download it to a hard drive which I put in a safe and upload it to the cloud um, and then really other than that I don't do anything um, until it kind of shoots out the other end and I listen to it. I, I, I read over some stuff so I'm so grateful to the people at Voice America who helped me out with that. Special thanks especially to my executive producer Jesse Jameson who's uh, good fun and uh, great at brainstorming. My friends at um, Insight Brand and Marketing Studio here on Prince Edward Island, <clears throat> they were absolutely instrumental in developing this brand, um, the look and feel for the show, whether it was my website redesign, the flattering headshots that I had done, right down to the name of the show. Uh, you know, my friend Carrie Ann uh, came up with, uh, with the name for the show when I was really struggling, so they've been a terrific help. I also want to thank the talented women who helped me out each week behind the scenes. So Carly Martin is with Hawthorne House Media and she takes care of all of my social media. I, I come up with the content, but unlike Carol, I'm not always, um, 
I, I feel like I need some help with my social media. So Carly takes my content and makes it just a little bit more clever than I am. Um, Christine Manley from Manly Man writes all of the episode descriptions and the headlines. I'm so grateful um, to her that she is able to go through these hour-long interviews and um, come up with a really great uh, concise description. And then Sarah Banstra is my outstanding virtual assistant. Um, Sarah basically just does all of the things. Um, there's really nothing that I've asked her to do over um, the last uh, few months that she hasn't just said, absolutely, I'm happy to do that um, with grace and ease. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I also just have to say thank you to everyone who is listening. Um, it is great fun. Um, they These women who I work with behind the scenes are all really, really good at what they do. And that allows me to do the things that I love to do. So again, Carol, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. It was fun. And uh, thank you all for listening. I hope that you'll subscribe where you listen to podcasts um, or join us again next week on the Voice American Network. My name is Sarah Roach-Lewis and this is Breakthrough. Thank you for tuning in to Breakthrough. Be sure to join Sarah Roach-Lewis again with another inspiring interview next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.